and we are live happy sunday ladies what's up happy, happy sunday, sunday happy sunday part two round two yes 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 happy sunday how's it going everybody looking beautiful this sunday morning um how's the weekend going um i think it's sunday evening over in dubai if i'm not mistaken but how's everybody's weekend going or how has everyone's weekend been thus far um well my weekend has been good um yesterday what did i do i just created content oh yesterday we got some nigerian food today we got some nigerian food <laughs> yesterday i was chilling a little bit creating content handling stuff i did some lives with my uh spiritual advisor mm -hmm. and today i just been on the phone i just been on the phone all weekend i ain't even left the house for real but to get food Oh, okay. okay okay sometimes a chill weekend is what's needed and creating content mm -hmm. busy working and all the things danny how about you how your weekend i like the hair i see you i see you <laughs> girl uh if i can get my life together child outside of punishing kids and uh i had a little lit weekend child I, okay child, girl well, don't do nothing but get me drunk and laugh at me you and this weekend was no exception uh it was okay. lit. it was lit it was lit um we went on date night and mm -hmm. um we tried a new restaurant and so uh we did good it was a good restaurant really good time okay. we had a good time child you know okay yeah, he must awesome. like drunk danny uh-huh um <laughs> tell him don't be getting my friend tell him don't be getting my friend drunk and taking advantage but um <laughs> it, it ain't taking advantage for the will you know okay <laughs> listen but um my weekend was pretty chill i was expecting horrible weather here in georgia because of the hurricane thought that it was gonna be real bad so i was expecting like cleaning the garage and didn't have a whole lot planned but um yesterday i did errand stuff the trader joe's runs the grocery shopping um take it i had started i'm starting to transition my wardrobe so i took a bunch of stuff to goodwill and you know did some shopping and stuff like that and then um went out to dinner with my husband and it was it was kind of a chill weekend um which is cool because i have like october i feel like it's going to be a busy month i love the fall so um i have a bunch of stuff planned for this month so it was a chill weekend but i'm cool with it yeah okay so, yeah. okay shout out to okay. eugene Steele, and he says and we are live he said hey sister george you know it what? what's <laughs> up what's up yes what's good yes so um shout out to the chat we see y'all coming in hello hello to everybody hello to eugene Steele. i see big cap down there tamiko white amethyst stone uh rich cliff uh bro carlin how can i miss you um, I see quite a few people in the chat. I know I'm missing some folks, but hello, hello to the chat. Thank y'all for coming on in here. Make yes. sure you guys thumbs up the stream as you come in. We're going to have a very interesting conversation today. We're going to have an open panel chat. This is part two of uh, our discussion with the lovely vegan foodie, where we're going to be talking about black women and the passport movement and how Black women uh, are not new to this, but black women are true to this as it relates to obtaining their passports, exploring the country, moving abroad, uh, you know, um, and, and, and all things travel. So we're going to 
further that discussion and dive a little bit deeper on into it. And we're actually going to open the panel and allow some of the chat to come up and engage in the conversation as well. As you guys know, we are asking that you guys keep it respectful. We'll ask that, you know, you maintain a professional decorum and you come up, you ask your questions respectfully and, you know, we'll, we'll chop it up and dialogue and just kind of engage and, and be a little bit more um, open and receptive to letting the chat come up this go round because I know there were some people in the chat that wanted to engage last time, but because of time restraints, we weren't um, able to do that. So this time around, we will be doing that. Um, did you want to add anything, Danny? Um, I was just going to say, you know, if you come up and you get disrespectful and when, then we get disrespectful and then we cut your ass out, this is going to be what it is, but we're going to still have a good day. <laughs> y'all know what it is. Y'all already know. Y'all, y'all already know. So, um, until then, I guess we, you know, I do have a few questions that we can dive off into until we get some takers coming up here and, you know, engaging in the conversation. So. We talked about a few things. If you guys did not catch part one, uh, make sure from last weekend, uh, make sure that once this stream is over, you go back and recap and catch part one, too. But during part one, we talked about a variety of things. Just kind of a recap. First off, let's start by letting the vegan foodie reintroduce herself to the chat in case some of you guys missed it and tell you guys a little bit about who she is, what she does, where she's at, where she's been, and kind of let you guys know who she is and, and catch you up to speed for those of you who might not be aware. Okay, well, I am the vegan foodie. I am a vegan expat influencer. Um, I'm currently in Dubai. Um, I just relocated from Nigeria. Um, before that, I was living in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, but I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. So um, I've been vegan for about six years, even though I was vegan six years as an adult, but I grew up in a vegan household. Um, and, you know, I'm just here to kind of just bring awareness because a lot of women that move out of the country, they don't look like me, you know, or people like, you know, oh, you can wear weeds, lashes and have your nails done and live in Dubai or be traveling like you be traveling. So I'm just here to show women that look like me that you can live a life abroad and you can be successful. You can be happy and you can get out here in these international streets. So I'm, I'm in these international streets right now. Mm. On y'all ass. And uh, we love to see it. Yes. Let me ask you this. What had like do you still keep up with like the gossip and stuff that's going on in the states about like celebrities and stuff like that? Well, you know what? For a good part of 20 years, I had to I could cuss, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. girl. Show show. For a good part of 20 years, I had to give a fuck about that shit for work because it was my job as an entertainment and sports publicist. Now that is not my job. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit because I used to feed the blogs. I used to oh. feed all of this stuff. So I know like most of the, the stuff that's being, that you read is being fed by somebody that was like me feeding this information. I don't keep up with that stuff because, you know, then I would have to keep up with the gossip in Dubai, the gossip in Nigeria, the gossip in Ghana, the gossip in London. And so I don't even keep up with the gossip that's within my own immediate circle with my friends. I cut everybody off that was on that type of 
vibration because I come from a family too that's in the gossip blogs, you know. So my family was, you know, was in the gossip blogs and it's drama about them and documentaries about them. So I just I tuned all that shit out because I really, to be honest, I don't care. Um, I don't I don't care to entertain it. It's such a low vibration because I don't like the way that the blogs are they feed this pettiness, this cattiness this shadiness into yeah. our demographic. So mm -hmm. for me, I don't take part in it. I do have a social media client that I have for the radio station. I mean, for uh, for a radio station in, in the States, but I follow for them, but I still don't pay attention. And if I catch myself scrolling and reading a story, I close my phone because I don't want to put that energy into my frequency. So that takes a different know. type of discipline to even get to a point to where you're like, I'm not even going to feed that shit into my subconscious. That mm -hmm. is discipline in your for your ass, honey. Because most of us can't just, you know, especially if it's to be able to turn it off like that. Right. Mm -hmm. That's is. great. Well, and I, it like this. Do it, okay, because celebrities, you know, inner influencers, all these people, they're human, right? So I think about it. Well, for one, I used to have to feed that stuff, so I I kind of get why it's being put out there. But think about it for yourself. When you when y'all get to the point to where the gossip blogs are putting out your information, right, and they they showing you know all your stuff and trying to put your life on blast, how would that make you feel? You of know, course. and the comments. You know, what I'm saying you get because I I get enough people being shady as hell in my comments. So if I want to read some shady, what? like you're comments. vegan and you're you're an expat, what, what's the shade for? Something. Be being vegan, expat, high vibrational don't mean shit. It's always some petty, unhappy, troll ass, miserable face ass in my comments trying to tell me like I made a video saying salmon and I say salmon. I'm from Detroit. That's how we call it. Like it ain't salmon. It's salmon. Yeah. Oh salmon. yeah, pronouncing the L. Yeah. 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 So they gonna. People gonna find something. What they gonna talk about? To my pick wedding, you apart about, hair, yeah. Is people gonna find something? I, to talk about. So I agree I with a, that. Yeah. So I get enough of that in my comments. So why why am I gonna go to the shade room and watch a bunch of people tear a person down? Because <laughs> when they post this stuff, they not posting this stuff to uplift people. They posting this stuff to it's like a it's like a bulls at a target. So knowing that the people are going to be negative. And if a person is not strong, if a person is not, you know, emotionally balanced, this can really fuck their life up. So I choose not to entertain the, the the demise of, you know, the derogatory information that they're putting out about somebody else. And there's a bunch of people in the comments that got blocked pages or two followers or one post got all this negative shit to say about somebody. I don't have time for that. I do agree with that. And we know what that type that like, you know, negativity is a breeding ground for people that are trolls and, you know, that have this negative mind state and people that are vibrating at a very low frequency. And I completely 100% agree. But I think that you also touched on something when you talked about being able to have your nails and your weave and your, you know, like, I think that people automatically assume that black women who are um, comfortable with being themselves. So black women who are comfortable with 
using their own vernacular with their AAVE, black women who are comfortable with expressing themselves outwardly by way of their creativity with their nails and their hair, lashes or what have you, um, they're already uh, categorized as being a ratchet and this, that, yeah. and the other. So people already have this negative connotation with black women who look a certain way. And people would assume that a black woman who looks a certain way would not be able to be successful, would not be able to travel abroad, and certainly would not be lucky and love traveling abroad and you know, all the things. Um, can you talk about like some of the negative stereotypes that are associated with that and how that has affected you or how, or how that has not stopped you from getting any of the things that you've wanted. I mean, people, somebody called me ghetto yesterday and I chopped that bitch down like a fucking tree. Okay. <laughs> First and foremost, I'm from Detroit. I'm from the East side of Detroit. My father was a dope dealer. My mama was a, 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 a big booty sack chasing hairdresser that had a shop. So am I ghetto? If that's what you want to call it, am I ratchet? No, I'm not. Am I urban? Yeah, like, my thing is this. Cardi B is one of the richest women in the industry right now. And she ghetto as fuck. You know what I'm saying? She ain't sugarcoated nothing. She haven't changed how she acts. She haven't changed her persona. And that never affected her paper. Calling somebody ghetto now is not, uh, it's not a derogatory term towards me. Because I embrace who I am. You know, I never try to be crits and primer and, oh, this is me. That's fake. That's not me. If you want to see a prince and primer as a vegan, go to Tabitha Brown. That's not me. You know, I'm, I'm going to wear my blue hair. I'm going to wear my nails. I'm going to wear my lashes. I'm going to talk my shit. I'm from the little Kemp era, and I listen to the city girls. That's just who I am. But I have a lane. I have a demographic. I'm showing women that you don't have to sugarcoat who you are. You can twerk. You could talk your shit. You could be whoever you are. You could be vegan. You could be high vibrational. Mm -hmm. You could be spiritual. And you definitely can to the world. And when I speak and when I'm out and I'm doing me, the Arabs gravitate towards me. The Nigerians gravitate towards me. The, yeah. the, the British gravitate towards me. So my persona, my characteristics, my attitude, when you outside the country, they consider that gregarious. You fun. You're confident. It's yeah. only... It shows the diversity, though, yeah. in being vegan and being in traveling. It shows that it's not one look. It's not a certain, you know, uh, it, it's not, you know, a certain mold that you have to fit into in order to do these things. So it is. First of all, I also think, to be completely honest, I'm not a person. I'm very objective. So I don't see things one way. But I think that it also shows black girls who you know maybe they are growing up in the hood that like dang because i'm growing up in the hood that you know possibilities are endless for me that doesn't mean that i can't travel that doesn't mean that you know i can't do these things that maybe i wouldn't have otherwise seen myself being able to do so i appreciate it do well, y'all think let me, let oh, me, oh i'm sorry okay, so i didn't oh i'm sorry go ahead no, go ahead, honey. Are we listening? Okay, so I didn't grow up in a poor family. I grew up in a very high, upper middle class family, right? So it wasn't like I was this, you know, person that had a, like, I went to some of the best schools. Um, I wore some of the best clothes. You know, I was the little girl with the starter jacket, the Liz Claiborne, the Donnie So I grew up in an upper middle class family, but I grew up in Detroit. So yeah. a lot of people think, you know, 
well, if you act this way, would that mean you grew up poor? I never had sugar sandwiches. I never had rice aroni. I didn't eat ramen noodles and not to shit on nobody that, that did, you know, but yeah. I just didn't grow up that way. But I grew up in, a in urban an urban community. area. Right. So right. a lot of people equate, oh, you, you must have been poor. You must have been this. No, I'm very educated. You know, um, um, I can read, uh, read you under the table when it comes to history, when it comes to philosophy and all this kind of stuff. But I never felt I needed to change. I didn't want to be fake. To me, that's yeah. fake, you know, so I don't have to act a certain way to show that my family come from this, that my family come from money. No, I don't have to act that way because my mama was taking me to run DMC concert. My first concert was run DMC. My, my daddy had a Jimmy and was playing um, DJ quick tonight when I was growing up, you know? So, but we had money, you know? So it's like, I just didn't, I don't feel like people need to put stereotypes. I think too, people so quick to judge, like why are we so quick to judge another person? Judge yourself, Thanks. you know. We be so quick mm. to say you this and you that. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, you know the fact that you worried about somebody else means that you're deflecting what you got going on within yourself. So yeah. when a person you know, judges me, that means mm -hmm. they insecure it within themselves. I had heard a blogger recently um saying that being um when people call out things that are unprofessional, quote unquote. It's like anti-black. And initially, uh, uh, because he was talking about Cardi B, uh, not Cardi B. He was talking about uh, Young Miami wanting to be the new, the black Oprah. <laughs> and yeah, he I was saying that, that um, when we talk about people being unprofessional and stuff, it's basically anti-black. And initially, I was like, no, I think you can still be professional and be black or you can still be, un you know, whatever. And, and when I thought about it, I was like, so many things that are um, exclusive or that come from the black community that other people take on, when it when they take it on, it's not an, it, 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 you know, it's just whatever. But when we do it, we're called ratchet, we're called ghetto, we're called whatever. But people have made billions off of doing the same things that we, we've coined wrote we we've done so much and people have copied a lot of our things and just ran with it and i thought Facts. that was interesting uh oh well, oh go ahead honey well you know what i was gonna say when she said the black oprah somebody in my comments on instagram said they thought it was funny but i thought it was funny too because realistically me as a black woman i never felt like oprah really identified with my issues I feel yeah. like as a woman, she did, but as a black woman, for you to be a billionaire and it's not like within the 2020s, you had to do some whitewashing, you know? And when I see her on some pictures, I ain't going to say the man's name because I just ain't, because I ain't going to get y'all. Mm -hmm. We know who you're talking about. We but know who you're talking about. Like, yeah. I feel like she had to do a little whitewashing to do that. So I felt like young Miami was more like, she want to have that persona, but be for the for the urban community 100%. Yes. So I loved it. You know, I was like, okay, you know, now is her interviews good? I ain't going to say that. But, you know, I personally felt, to be completely honest, when I when I saw the tweet, I was like, oh, I, I was, I assumed that she missed 
misspoke. Like it was like a a typo. Like she, like I didn't think like oh she wasn't really thinking about what she was typing. However, yeah. I like I wouldn't I wouldn't have blew it up the way that Black Twitter did because I feel like it's okay for people to dream. Like she should aspire to be the biggest that she can be. Like what's wrong yeah. with I feel like, you know, to jump all over her. I mean, we know she uses a lot of Ebonics. We know she probably does need a publicist. She needs some refining to if she wants to walk in Oprah's shoes, but she could be Oprah within her own right. She could be a big you know, uh, or, or, or journalist, yeah, like, yeah, you know, because what's wrong I think with aspiring to be the best version of yourself? Like, what's wrong with that? I think she was, um, I think she's trying to reach a demographic that Oprah probably wouldn't have touched. And to me, Whatever. Oprah was trying to cater to a white demographic at some point. And I think, um, with her interviewing people that Oprah probably would <laughs> never think twice you know think twice about oh hey andrew yeah i'm sorry let's <laughs> baby like i cannot with him um but yeah Look, oprah still ain't trying to reach us no yeah. oprah, oprah ain't trying to reach us yeah. tyler perry ain't trying to show us who his baby mama is <laughs> and, um you really think I mean, Tyler Perry it. fucked to have that baby? You know what? I'm not about to deal with y'all. Listen, no, no, no. Come yeah, on, what, Megan. You really think he did it to have that baby? This because y'all see the offsprings of Michael Jackson, baby. Like when we talk about Michael Jackson's children, we looking at. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We ain't gonna see Tyler Tyler Perry's son until he is 25, and he decides. I cannot come out to the world. We ain't gonna see that baby. We ain't and the fact that we ain't seen the mama, you already know that was an old I'ma go squirt in the cup ass kid. No disrespect, <laughs> no see no shade. But I can't even see Girl, Tyler Perry I'm like fine. after watching him play Madeir, how mm -hmm. sexual do you think he is? Oh he probably be child. I cannot. I like cannot. He's looking at the pussy like Ew. Oh gosh. Mm -mm. Um, he don't even look at it. He just be like, ew. Mm -mm. Like ew. Oh, oh Lord. Fish. He probably be calling a girl fish and everything. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mm. Shout out to NJ Prophet. He uh, says my favorite manosphere mammy's looking good this Sunday. Oh I hate y'all so. so much. Thank you, NJ. Thank you. Shout out to B. He said he said just stopping through to show shout out my fate lovely chocolate sisters and to this blonde white woman. Shut She's a bit me. rough around the edges, but I'm digging the diversity, honey. Be a straight asshole. Indeed, and it's not even blind. It's like it's like blind. It's highlights, but you know this white woman. He just came in being a jerk, baby. People, the people do. don't understand. You could be, you could be high yellow and be black. People, Nigerians be asking me, do I bleach my skin? Oh, Girl, wow. how prevalent is the bleaching over there, though? Because we hear about it, but we don't know. It's very prevalent to so where they just assume. That you know, like I bleach my skin. They just mm. assume it because they can't see a person being in shadow. But if you seen my father, you would be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I heard that they advertise it real heavy. Like it's it's common. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dang. So that so, is wild as hell. Um, yeah. Did you feel like you had any preference? Well. I don't know, because I'm thinking about like, you know, 
I would say America, um, I think we're very colorist here. Very much so. And but then, how is it? Yeah. How is that in Nigeria? Is the colorism even worse being that the bleaching is so heavy? I would assume that they're very colorist and that being light skin that you would be a preferred. I mean, by me. Okay. So I was, you know, an American woman. So they love my skin. They said my skin was soft. Um, you know, they would be like, oh, your skin's so beautiful. So I can't really say because I'm not a native Nigerian. Maybe if I was native, I would be able to tell y'all. I do know that bleaching is a thing, you know, and that's something that I feel like comes from their history, you know, and they were Being want, colonized. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, but I mean, my husband do brag about how he got this high yellow chick. You know, I mean, but I've been hearing that every time I since I was in the States, like men be like, yeah, I got this red bone. So it's like, oh, OK, but mm. I love dark skin, you know, so I don't even see like I I I really love, you know, chocolate, you know. So it's like I'd be like, y'all. So y'all don't even realize, like, I love chocolate. I wish I had a little bit more color. I wish I could tan a little bit more. Now, I ain't unhappy with myself because right. I love myself. But you know, I embrace the fact Seeing that some dark chocolate skin, baby, like the melanin be oh mm. my oh my gosh, like how it disperses right. amongst the skin. There's nothing like it. It's beautiful. Mm. Like seriously. Right. Um, shout out to Smooth. He said, What is high va high vibrational about being ghetto? Don't you think Cardi B is a plant to make you believe that devaluing yourself is the right way to go? Damn, he coming through with the heavy ass questions this okay, morning. So like, I'm say this, okay. I'm smooth. High vibrational has nothing to do with being ghetto. Um, I didn't. I don't. I don't necessarily say that. I am a high vibrational being because one, I do things to raise my vibrational frequency from the food, from the meditation to the binarial beast, all of that. Okay, but you don't have to. You don't have to act a certain way. I'm not going to act a certain way to say, "Oh, look at me. I'm high vibrational." So, you know, you could say, well, what's, what's high vibration about being ghetto? No, I'm not being, y'all, other people say I'm ghetto. Me, I say I'm being myself, but I know the things that I'm doing to every day raise my vibrational frequency. Now, what I will say about Cardi B, what a lot of people don't know is, because I was in the industry, when Cardi B first came out, the labels, you talk about plant. No, she planted herself in the industry because the labels Atlantic Record wasn't even fucking with her. The way y'all heard Bodak Yellow, and you can quote Ron Stu, who now is the VP of Warner Brothers, so don't think I'm flexing or just coming up with some hypotheticals. Um, Atlantic Records wasn't going to get behind her. She put up 25000 of her own money to get Bodak Yellow on the radio. And then she did the BET radio room in Atlantic Records, seeing how she can hold herself also, Cardi B is Dominican, so she just spiritual practices. And if you mm. know anything about spirituality, the reason you even see me today is because I work with Oshun, because I did what I needed to do to sharp time my life so that these ladies would want to come fuck with me. So basically, Cardi B used her spiritual gifts to achieve what she wanted to achieve. The yep. days of the plant and all that kind of stuff, yeah, there are some, some demonic things going on in the industry, but I personally know her story. And if that's the case, Nicki Minaj is twerking. 
Young Miami twerking, Little Kim was twerking, Kaya was talking about my neck, my back, Foxy Brown was doing this. We got to realize sex sells. Sex been selling. Yeah. The reason y'all even own these ladies' podcasts is because mm -hmm. why? Because they sexy. If they were some gorilla looking ass bitches, I bet you you wouldn't be over. You here. remember, so, um, what was her name? Oh, uh, Adina Howard. <laughs> like back to girl, the Adina Howard days. Freak like that's me. The why we know Queen yeah. Latifah was a lesbian. MC Light was a lesbian. We know yeah. none of these people were lesbian because if they did that, that would deter fans. So. Mm -hmm. It ain't no such thing as devaluing yourself. That's your own personal preference. But at the end of the day, Beyonce, you would say she devaluing herself because she's sex sales. You know, yep. Trina, uh, uh, if you listen to that music from back in the day, when they was talking about, it's some old music back in the day when they was talking about giving head. Moms, Mabley. Yeah. Um... So that would mean, so it don't, don't start at Cardi and think that you proving a point. You got to go. Yeah. Oh. Even the blues used to talk sexual. Girl. Like literally. Yeah. I mean, you can go back to like all the Claire old. Water, honey. I be honey! <laughs> Listen, you better stop. Just, <laughs> My mama used to have that on directly. every Saturday. Well, welcome Eugene to the panel. Good morning, Eugene. Hello, hello. Good morning. How you doing? Doing good. How you doing? Good. How you doing? What's, what's your question yeah. for the vegan foodie? Well, you know, lately I've been seeing more and more black women, uh, you know, with these this hair color, these uh, these long lashes and things of that nature. And I've always been wondering what inspired, what really inspired them to get these things. Um, okay, so let me say this. I actually been wearing blue hair. I grew up, my mother had a hair salon, right? So I've been wearing blue and colored hair since I was like about six, to be honest. So it's not nothing new for me. My mom um, had a nail salon. So I've been wearing long nails since I was 16. I'm 43 years old. So you do the math. That was 1996. Um, lashes. I just like the way they make my face look. So I don't think it's a trend. I don't think it's they trying to prove the point. I think it's just this is like I accentuate myself when I go out and I got blue hair. They're gonna be like, okay, you, yeah, I love my blue hair. I love my blonde hair. I got step. Look, I got a wig right here that ain't blue. You know, so um, I got a bunch of wigs, and it's whatever I'm feeling like that day. And I love nails, but I grew up in a nail salon. You know, so and for me, my mama always said, "Stay ready, so you ain't gotta get ready." So I'ma always have my lashes. My lashes ain't done today. But that's because I'm getting them done tomorrow. But my mama said, you know, always stay ready so you ain't got to be ready. So if my husband said, let's go to London tomorrow, what I got to get done? My nails, my hair, my toes, my lashes are already ready. My bags ugh, stay packed. So for me, it's I always stay ready. And as a content creator, I can't go without. You know, I always have to be on point. But I've, I've been on point since I was a kid. So for me, it's a lifestyle. I can't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I've seen you also. I've seen you make videos too with your natural hair, and it's like short, cute. You know, you wear your hair in a yeah. cute cut too. But, you know, like you're versatile. Just I just say that to say that you're versatile. And you're not your, tied your to. I think where I would have an issue is when women are afraid to be their natural, complete selves. Period. And a lot of women try to hide behind that, or you know, like when a girl gets a new weave or something, her self esteem goes from like a zero to like a 10 or, or, or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And then I think a lot of people kind of get addicted to the feeling of, 
I'm this person when I have this weave in. I'm this person when I made up. I'm this person. And I've seen, I'm like, is is this woman I used to work with? Honey, she always looked very, very, like, very well put together. And I was like, damn, like, does she have a day where she's like, fuck it, I don't feel like doing it. And it, or is she afraid to come out the house without a certain type of vibe on her? And I always kind of wonder about that because I, I've noticed that a lot of women won't, they're like afraid to like be them total selves. And so I, I think a lot of, a lot of men probably have uh, more issues with. And it seems to be like, we see a lot of, especially there's this trend now where a lot of African-American men are coming out and they're being vocal about their preference for how women wear their hair and the makeup and the weave and the lashes. But do you see in your experience, like, you know, I know you lived in Nigeria for a year prior to moving to Dubai. Was that something that you saw in Nigeria that Nigerian men had a problem with women wearing weaves and makeup too? Let me tell you something. In Nigeria, the women be souped up, okay? Mm. The At the parties, they wear beautiful dresses, their hair, their makeup, their nails be on point. They be, when they put it together, they put it together. You hear me now? When they at home, they take that wig off, they might have their braids on, they might have a dress on. But my husband loved the fact that I'm like this. Like, yeah. you know, I think, I think a big part of him being attracted to me First thing that he noticed about me was I had on some Alexander McQueen shoes, right? Mm -hmm. And so he was like, well, I like your shoes, you know? And it was like, oh, okay, they, they expensive, you know? So, like, in Nigeria, they're really about, especially Yoruba, my husband's Yoruba. So it's the difference between different tribes, but, mm -hmm. you know, they really are into fashion. They're really into, like, if you look at their pictures when they have their traditional garb on, those fabrics and to get that stuff made is expensive, expensive as hell. You know? So it's really a thing in Nigeria to show out, to look your best. You know, you I, I literally, literally made that point recently. Yeah, you can't go to them parties half ass. You really got to be in a ball. I don't care who party it is. You got to be in a ball yeah. gown. I told I literally made that point recently because I know we like to try to, uh, you know, how people say that African-Americans are so materialistic and like literally we come from a people who have always showed out. We've always like literally our ancestral people have always been into looking good, showing up and looking your best. That is not something new. That's not something new that we just That's developed. True. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and, and I also noticed uh, on YouTube, they show a little bit of these Nollywood movies, Nigerian mm -hmm. movies, I, and I've seen, you know, how these, how these women look. So, yeah, this is, this is, this is nothing new, you know, for me, as far as what I hear about Nigerian women. Mm -hmm. no, they, not, mm -hmm. Yeah, and the men too, you know, the men, they show up and show out. I love when my husband wears his native. Gear, yeah, you know? like my mom, like you prefer him in a suit or a native. I prefer native. They look so mm -hmm. suave, so clean, you know. Mm -hmm. And what people don't know is when when you see a man with a native outfit on, which is the pants and the top, all of those are custom made. They can't go yes. to the store and mm -hmm. buy those. So when you mm -hmm. see a man dressed up, that means that he had it fit to he had it custom made to fit his body. So mm -hmm. that's even another layer of preparation that we don't even realize as black Americans 
you know, what what these people are really like they hats and stuff. Like my husband have hats with stones on it. Like I'm like, I need to what I need to wear because you over here icy out <laughs> stones and and yeah. even, even the jewelry. A lot of people don't know that Nigerians they buy pure gold. They they come here and buy mm. a lot of gold because they buy it as investment. So they're not even yeah. you know how we could go get that that you know that silver jewelry or whatever. They wear a lot of uh, 24 karat gold too, so they're really into a high end lifestyle, and this it goes over our head. So mm -hmm. true. Um, shout out to Smooth. He says, "Do you guys co-sign my Young Miami becoming as big as Oprah, having the same influence she has on your kids or partner, or the partners your kids will have?" Um, I'm going to say that I think that I should be my child's biggest influence. Um, my child should refer to me before they refer to any celebrity for whatever. Um, but I try to be in my child's ear, um, way more than I allow other people to be in his ear. Not to say that, um, it's impossible <laughs> to escape, but, um, my child to have a strong sense of self, um, versus mm -hmm. the influence. Um, what about uh vegan foodie? What what say you? Um, well, my son is 23 and he grew up in the industry, so he ain't checking for none of this. But I but if if he was younger, um, I would say, you know, people can say what they want, but this girl was a scammer girl that came from Miami that has now created a platform for herself. And so if not her ethics, you know, if I had a daughter, I would say, look how she pursued past everything that was supposed to stop her. And now she is where she's at, you know? So we got to stop looking at people and trying to judge what you see and really look at people and say, look at their story. Because all of these people that we named Cardi B, Young Miami, Meg, well, Meg the Stallion was kind of well off, but you know, all of these people overcame so much. Like, think about it. You know, JT was went to jail just like every other male rapper that been to jail and got out and is in the number one girl group in the world, right? If that's not a big accomplishment, I don't know what it is. So, granted, she might be talking, I'm going to say a pussy, boop, 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 boop. But guess what? At the end of the day, she has overcome so much and has put herself in a position of power so 10, 15 years from now, she don't got to do this, you know? So we got to stop trying to knock people down for what you see and really look at their story. Like, they overcame a lot. And now, and to be honest, I would rather have their bank account than my bank account. I'm going to just be 100, you know? So I applaud them, you know? if Will I have my daughter singing that kind of music? Is she a little kid? No. But when I was 15, 16, 17, I was saying a little count. What was my mama going to do? Whoop me? No. You know? So you can't. It's only so much you can do. And when my mama was younger and they was listening to, you know, the Jackson's Five or whoever she was listening to, my grandma was not co-signing her listening to that either. You know? So different generations, different things. But we got to start applauding these people for overcoming adversity. And, and creating generational wealth for their family and taking care of their mama and taking care of their daddy and be happy for them. I'm Let happy me ask you a life. question about I, that. The I, I want to ask. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Well, uh, because the stuff that that that's put out and how everything is put out, um, do you think they have a responsibility to the culture at some point? Because a lot of them are influential. Um, when you think about like the Kim K's, and I think Kim K kind of ushered in like the BBL culture. Now you have so many women um, doing like BBLs, and but there's also an effect on ev on everything. Um, what do you think about that in that regard? Like about the the influence that they do have over the culture. Um, some of it to me, it, it can be a bit detrimental. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, yeah, you know, I do think that it would be. It would be a positive thing if they use their influence to impact the community in a high vibrational way. But we know the industry, and if they did do it, they would label them crazy like a Kanye. They wouldn't be. So they have to make their own decision. Am I going to be this impact in the community and not make as much money, or do I want to make this money? And they have to make their own decision within themselves. You know, luckily now that is content creators and people are able to kind of sprinkle high vibrational things, but we can't expect people to decide whether they're going to feed their family or whether they're going to get blackballed, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a real story a too point. that needs to be, you know, addressed because when people start speaking their mind, you see how they do Kanye. You see what they did to Nipsey. You see what they did to Bob Marley. You see what they did to, you know, Malcolm X. You see what they did. So That's a good you can point. talk your talk, but you won't get murked. Like I have, I even have to be conscious about how much shit that I put out because it's a ton of stuff that I want to talk about, but Instagram will flag my content. Instagram will block my lives. So as much as I want to, go and tell people this, 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 this. I still have to be conscious because I'm not trying to put a target on my back because I got a son to live for, you know? So it's kind of like a catch 22. They don't have to be as detrimental to the society, but if somebody telling you, you know, Hey, I'm gonna give you this, this $50 million check, go get a BBL and get on Instagram and shake your ass. And you and you can't feed your kids. What you gonna do? Shake I'm shaking ass. ass. <laughs> I'm shaking ass. You know, I, I I personally hear that, but I feel like you know, I feel like that's how we get to the point of literally living in Sodom and Gomorrah, like being a people who are like not having. I feel like we we have to be able to stand for something like you literally have to have some principles, some values that you like this. I ain't going as it relates to this, whatever this is for you. That's the one thing that's like, I'm not compromising this, whether that this is selling yourself, selling your soul, you know, selling your children. Cause there are literally, and we are seeing this even in situations with a, and I don't want to go too deep off into this, but with situations like R. Kelly, people being like, I, I want to feed my family and I want to make it big at the expense of me whoring out my children. Like literally there has to be some sort of principles that you have that you are not willing to compromise at the expense of money. And I just, firmly feel like that 
for me, there, there's a lot of stuff that I ain't doing for a million dollars. There's a lot of stuff. I know that I'm talented. I know that I'm hardworking. I know that I'm capable. I'm resourceful as hell. Like literally, I didn't come from money, but I know like my brilliance, my genius, I can come up with a plan to make money like no other. And I know like there's just a lot of stuff that I'm just not willing to do for money. And I feel like if we have more people like that, we wouldn't be living in a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. And well, let me say this real quick though. You have to understand who owns the television, who owns YouTube, who owns TikTok, yeah. who owns all these major corporations. A lot of these people don't have a choice. So you might say, and I'm just saying this from the industry now, it's a lot of stuff that I won't personally do. I was just talking shit, but it's a lot of stuff I won't personally do. But it comes to a point they say, if you won't do it, then somebody else gonna do it and you cancel right so a lot of these people um really don't have a choice they once they sign that paper and I, they say i, oh, I ain't gonna because because you you can say this you can say with nbc i ain't fucking with you i ain't doing it i'm gonna go to cnn but guess who owns cnn NBC. you know what i'm saying um mtv i ain't doing this i'm going to bet well viacom on both of them so now you fucked. So now you ain't on nothing because you want to stand yeah. by your principles. Yeah. You know, so yeah. If if this society was the 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 answer is not just okay, we ain't gonna do it. It's okay, let's put our resources together and let's come up with a trillion dollars because that's what we're gonna need to get our own network to put out our own shit. And then we gotta tell the people, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, so I agree. Program, and that's gonna take a lot of time. So a lot of people just like, I agree. You know what? I can't, I can't beat the dragon. So I might as well start breathing fire myself. Um, Doctor Eugene, what are your thoughts about that? You know, you know, as I was listening to this, you know, sometimes it's not even. Sometimes it's not just money they're doing it for, but they're doing it for validation of any type. You know, some people are willing to. Um, um compromise their prince you know compromise their principles just to get validation either from you know uh, somebody from the opposite sex or or a group of people or what have you and i'm one of these people to where you know i don't believe in compromising much for example you know my mom was one of these people where you know she has to look at somebody and try to be like somebody and you know, I, I am, and I am not that way in myself. I mean, I see these celebrities, you know, all the time, you know, and, and you stated the reason, ma'am, why they're doing this. But, you know, I'm one of those ones where I'm not going to sell my soul, you know, to the devil just to be a part of something. So, you know, if, if, if somebody's going to ask me, you know, to do to do this, you know, to be on your program. Guess what? I don't want to be on your program. Or if a group of people say I have to be this to be a part part of a group, I don't want to be a part of that group. So, yeah, sometimes, and I understand. You know, some people need to do it. You know, they do they they do need to do what they do, but you know, I know it's got to be uncomfortable for some people you know to do it you know, that's basically what i'm thinking i um i i kind of understand it. i i see it from both sides um because a lot of times they end up under contract 
And then a lot of these things are kind of imposed on them. And you're not dealing with an industry to where um, you refuse to do something and something goes away. Um, these people have control of the media. So they'll put out rumors about you. Um, they'll go to blogs, plant stories about you. Um, they're involved in your family life, whatever. And I, now, I, I, I get it to a certain being blackballed. Yeah. Like they're saying that the baby is, is being blackballed right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the same thing what happened to Tory Lanez. As soon as he, the, the moment he got his master's back, that's when this stuff happened, you know, and now he's going against Rock Nation, which is, you know. That's Jay. Is, is Jay Z still uh, Rock Nation? All day long. Okay. So he's going against one of the biggest in the game, who's married to one of the biggest in the game. So that's just what happens in this industry, you know. And it's one thing to say that, you know, I mean, it's it's powerful to say you won't compromise, but a lot of these people don't have a moral compass. They don't have a re a spiritual, you know, relationship with you know the divine. They don't. They don't. They 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 weren't raised in that way, you know. So if a person is not raised with a moral compass, if a person does not have a, a sound standing of spirituality, like I know somebody right now um, that um, was on the blogs and you know all over, and he making money, and me and him got into it, and he told me, I worship the devil, right? And I was like, okay, blocks. But when I look back at his childhood and his, his, you know, he didn't, he don't have, he don't have a moral compass. He has a lot of things that's going on with him mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So these people are just looking for an answer, you know, and if the answer sounds right, then they're going to take it, you know? Yeah. And if they don't take it, they have to watch somebody else that took it succeed. You know, like if you look at Noriega, Noriega always say he didn't he didn't go into them rooms, you know, and Noriega is one of the best rappers in the industry. But look what he, he had to reinvent himself. And now he's doing, um, you drink know, champs. the drink champs up under revolt. But it's a lot of people that didn't go into the rooms that are great but didn't make it. But now the way that the industry is switching, now we have internet, we have social media. A lot of these people don't have to do these things. You know, they're not compromised. And and a lot of people um, use spirituality as well. Like I said before, like, yeah. uh, a, lot, a lot of the biggest artists are not black Americans. Like Nikki is not black American, you know? Um, and, you know, so forth and so forth. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just sad that this is what we live in. But, y'all, it's been this way forever. It's been this way for centuries. They was having issues. The reason we come up with Sodom and Gomorrah, because what? From biblical times. So that means they was fucking and sucking and doing our type of tri trifling shit X. way before Saucy Santana. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just, it's, it's, this is just the way of the world. We cannot escape it until we leave the world and we don't know what's on the other side it could be even worse or it could be better we don't let know. me ask you this because you spoke a lot about spirituality what mm -hmm. about people misusing um spiritual practices um because uh, what i've noticed as of late what i've noticed a lot about um a lot of people get into spiritual practices uh for revenge for love for whatever and um it, it's like 
they'll use it but hadn't even done the groundwork when it comes you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. i don't think you should just go and be like i'm gonna put somebody in a especially dark now because they I mean, they have this running joke now where they're talking about going to see the lady like if you want a man to fall in love with you all on social media they keep talking about you better go see the lady like not knowing what they're getting into could potentially be getting into well you can't you're not supposed to do you're not supposed to um you know um, mess with the free will of people but once again you gotta think about it puerto ricans jamaicans haitians trinidadians um dominicans africans they've been doing this shit for centuries you know we as a black americans just getting up on it you know they've been going to see a lady about a bird you know and doing what they gonna do we just now getting up on it black magic has always well southern black people they still into you know like creole folks yeah. Danny yeah. from the South. She, yeah, and you know. you know, it's so shocking. So things that you never thought of as spiritual practices, and you've been doing it all your life. Like I had a very superstitious grandmother. It was just certain things, like if you My put a hat on the bed, they from the city. Baby, listen. We had to hold our hair when we walked roll past the cemetery, baby. Listen, like you hold your breath. Like we got so many superstitions. Yeah. Oh, I my husband to this day, and when he comes in, he puts his hat on the table, and I go crazy. What are you doing? Yeah. You don't put that hat on the table. <laughs> like mother, so my true. family is very superstitious. Yeah, and you don't realize those practices. We don't even realize, and I don't. I didn't even. It's a lot of things that I see on TikTok that I did not know. Their origin came from Africa. You do not know. Like, I didn't even understand that a lot of practices that African-Americans have, they are roots come from Africa. And we don't know because we still do them, but we do them out of habit or they were passed down from our forefathers. Uh, mothers or forefathers and without any explanation and their roots started in Africa. So yeah, it's a lot of lot of things that we practice and they have roots in Vodun or a lot of spirituality that we don't have a full understanding of. Right. Yep. Um, shout out to Danica Marie, honey. Thank you so much. She says, y'all look lovely. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Thank, Thank you. you sis. And shout out to Black Wealth and Power. He says, why can't the ladies in the industry sell sexy without necessarily selling sex like a young Beyonce? Um, it's so interesting. When you see stars initially come into the industry, they kind of give off like a good girl persona for the most part. Um, Rihanna was dancing around in the rain with an umbrella and shit. Um, Beyonce was with Destiny's Child. And it wasn't anything that was overly sexual. But as they get higher into their stardom, I do notice that, it, hell, they be damn near naked by the time it's over with. And it's like, look at Madonna, honey. Right. Madonna well, you know goes, It's so crazy, though, because men sell sex, too. In what, you know? in what sense? Because I like don't... Like R. Kelly, he was selling sex. If you look at uh, uh, all the music, like like Silk, for a prime example, like Let Me Lick You Up and yeah. Down, Sex, you know? Yeah. Any rapper is selling sex or violence, you know? So... That's true. I think that the... I think that it's just that people love to say women, but it's the industry. They selling sex in every... Thing. So if you're going to have a problem with 
women, then I need you to have a problem with men selling sex, men calling women bitches and hoes, and men talking about how they robbed somebody and shot something up, and you know, and all this kind of stuff too, as well. You know, so it's not just about that because at the end of the day, you know, um, like it's just it's just it's just like a catch 22 and i think it's very biased that people love to just say why can't women do this well why can't men why can't men rappers you know sell sell the urban community without talking about you know gun violence without talking about selling drugs without you know talking about how you know how rich they are over the next person and bringing on low self-esteem to other men in their communities so you know, this is a conversation that can go on all day long, but it got to be, everybody got to be accountable. We can't, we can't just keep talking about what, what women doing and we not addressing 50 Cent being petty. We not addressing, How? you know, we not addressing, talk about selling <laughs> drugs. Yeah. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, shout out to B. He says many foreign men are weary of American black women coming to spread their cultural influence, they perceive it as potentially corrupting their women. What are your thoughts about that? Because mm, that's interesting. That's, that's, that's pretty interesting. And I've heard other African-American men say that too. Actually, I heard one, uh, Baba Tunde say that as well. Um, he, I heard him say that about that Nigerian women are influenced by Western, well, by African-American women. So yeah, I would like to know what your thoughts are on that. Okay. Um, Nigerian women are very sassy, right? Um, I think they're more sassier than us. Um, and yeah. they about, if you ain't got no money, we ain't, you ain't getting no honey, you know, even more savage than American women. Um, maybe when it comes to, it's not, it's not about that. What they have a fear of is they feel like even if a woman is sassy, even if a woman is, um, you know, this particular way, um, they still have respect for their elders. They still bow, you know, they still say ma, they still say auntie, they still say uncle. Um, our culture doesn't really have much respect for the elders. So I don't think it's about, you know, corrupting the women and being sassy because the women sassy as fuck and they will want their money. That's another reason why my husband, you know, um, wanted an American woman because he like these women only want, they, they only is good. They only think they got pussy and they want money. That's what my husband told me. He's a Nigerian man. Um, but you know, it's more about they feel like Americans don't show respect. Like, we don't bow to our elders. Like, really curtsy. You know, my husband teach me when you meet my uncles, you had to curtsy, you know, because I know you're not used to that. You know, when you, like, like when he meets my mom, you know, he bows, like, gets on his hands and knees and bows down like she's the queen, you know, mm. because she is, you know. So, at the end of the yeah. day, it's 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 not about that what we think. It's about the respect that is that is embedded in their culture. Like for me and you, I would say Caro, which is good morning. But if you were older than me, whether you was a year or two years, I would say a Caro, which is you know like good morning, ma'am, good morning, sir, because I'm giving that a is me giving you respect as an elder. 
you know, and and in America, it's like good morning, like the grandkids damn near ain't got respect for they, you know, they just that's like so me. true. That's my mama, yeah, you know, but and then they don't smoke, cuss none of that in front of their elders, but you know, in the states, they cussing and their parents allow it, you know, so I've, that's what it's more about. I've actually seen, like, and I worked with quite a few nigerian women and i can tell you one thing that nigerian women i personally feel like nigerian women give black american women a run for their money when it comes to their attitudes because nigerian women will eat you up and spit you out like nigerian women are they are a little bit intimidating to me because it's the way they kind of like they talk to you like like they crazy in my opinion and we were all uh, no actually they were older than me i was probably they were they had me by like eight to ten years so um they kind of talk to you like they're crazy um and i so i don't i didn't see them interacting with people that were older than them but they did still seem to have intact customs and traditions so i get what you're saying when you say like you know they did still have a lot of cultural custom and that it was here in the states actually in atlanta in georgia in Marietta to be specific. Um, and it was quite a, it was a lot of them. They outnumbered the African-Americans. Um, so they did still have a lot of intact customs, traditions and all of those things. But um, the attitudes, baby, it was nothing in comparison to the black women, the African-American women that I've come in contact with. So, you know, I say all that to say, um, I do think that black people, African-American people have gotten away from the, the, you know, customs and traditions that we That's had true. previously, whereas we used to be respectful and ma'am and sir, you, when you enter a room, you knew you had to speak to elders and things like that, especially when it comes to young kids, they don't have respect for their elders and, you know, things of that nature. But I have heard men say that they feel that black American women are negatively influencing or have a negative influence of, on, um, you know, women from other cultures. And from what I've seen, it seems as though Nigerian women are, are just naturally spicy. Um, me, and I don't, they oh. they you said they're spicy. not. I mean, I've oh, even picked up more are. from having Nigerian friends. I'm more spicy. Like I will, I will, I will cut you down. You know, like, mm -hmm. like I would see how they, like even my husband, the way he be talking to people sometimes, like people that's like of service, I be like afraid like them. Like he will cuss a, a police officer out, you know? Mm -hmm. And I be like, babe, you can't, like in America, they will kill you for this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've seen firsthand, and it's not just Nigerian women, it's Nigerians. Okay. I can't speak for any other, but I know my husband, he will, he was cussing out, um, you can't say fuck in, in public in Dubai. Well, guess what the fuck he said? He cussed me out. Who the fuck you talk to? I'm like, babe, oh. you arrested. You can't say, I don't give a care. I don't give a shit. And I'm like, you know, in America, mm -hmm. you know, if they say we can't say this, a black man gonna be scared because they get afraid he gonna mm -hmm. get shot, get stabbed, get killed, go to jail. Nigerians don't care. So really, it should be the other way around, you know, because Nigerian women are, like you said, they're very spicy. They mm -hmm. they will tell you about yourself and they don't mm -hmm. they don't even they don't even feel bad. Yeah. Let me ask you, do you think that they have higher self-esteem than the women um versus the women in the United States? Because it seems like 
being being able to be that sassy, I think you have to have a certain type of confidence. And what do you think about that? I think they do. I think I think um, Nigerians do have a certain level of confidence, you know, that um, comes naturally. You know, they're very confident. Mm -hmm. They, you know, you got to think about it. They don't have a white man oppressing them. They only have each other. So they're not going to let you disrespect them. They mm -hmm. really, who, you know, we have that fear that was put on us from, you know, the oppression, like, okay, you can't do this because this is, that. they don't have that, you know, and mm -hmm. um, I do, I do like admire I mean, I'm I'm very confident myself, but I can admire their confidence, and their confidence is so, um, you know, so big to where they have no problem telling another woman. Like I could be walking down the street, and a Niger Nigerian girl will say, you know, um, you look beautiful. Now, I I lived in Atlanta, and not too many people told me I was beautiful on the street, and I I, I am. You know, but, you know, they they have um, they admire other people's beauty as well. Someone said in the comments, in my comments, not if they're bleaching their skin. Uh, I just think it comes from um, colonization. But, you know, mm. even them bleaching their skin is just, uh, well, I want to look this way. So I'm going to do it because a lot of Nigerian women, too, have had surgeries more than y'all think. A lot of them big mm -hmm. booties. That's BBLs, honey. Don't really? I was I, I did have a question about that. Like how prevalent was that culture in Dubai and Nigeria? Like how prevalent Very. is that culture? A lot of women here, like lip injections. I mean, I got lip injections. I got it. Really? I in Nigeria, they doing lip injections? Mm -hmm. You said, did I have lip injections? Also, no, in Nigeria, they do a lot of uh, lip uh -huh. injections. In, in Dubai okay. as well, lip injections, cheeks. Chins, like they do a lot of cosmetic surgery overseas. It's normal, like it's normal here. Mm -hmm. It's it's very normal. Russia, like I think in the states, we um we're starting to get up on that. But oh yeah, then, like I'm that, seeing you know, like, quite an uptick. But and I do think it's like a newer phenomenon. The last probably ten years is really um increasing. Yeah, yeah. But, I, um, I did have a. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I was going to ask you about. Okay, so I have to ask about this. Whenever I see something that interests me, I'll follow hashtag and I'll go down like rabbit holes. So, um, one of the rabbit holes that I went down. So I followed this woman and she has this like African to American love connection group, and she has a Nigerian husband, and she connects. American women with African That's men. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, I follow, like, I started following her, her on my husband. I'm, I'm married. My husband is African American and um, I only date African American men. So uh, I'm very tribal and I, I'm conscious. So I just only date African American men. But um, I just found it interesting. So I was like fascinated and I started following the group and yada, yada, yada. But I would see people like on TikTok and they're in the comments and they're making like negative comments. And some of them would be stereotypical comments towards like the reasoning why the men would be interested in some of the women and you know all the negative stereotypes associated and 
it would for quite a few women that have that have you know found matches or have found men that they seem to have been dating for quite a you know significant period of time and then some had met went over there and they married and i was following the whole thing and still to this day i see them come up on my timeline and i'm interested and i'm looking and i'm following the stories and stuff and liking their pictures but anyways i say all that to say um you know, there are a lot of stereotypes about why the men would be interested, that the men are only interested for a green card or the men are only interested because these women are, you know, um, have more resources and more money and, you know, things of that nature. And I want to know, like, what your thoughts are on that, that when African-American women that are moving to these African nations or, or, you know, outside of the country, period, to poor nations or nations that are maybe third world countries or things of that na nature, but they have more resources than the men they marry, that the men are marrying them for ulterior motives, not because they're genuinely interested in them. And I wanted to That's know true. what your thoughts are, if you think there's That's any true. truth to it. Oh, it's very true. Think it's, true. it's very true. Oh. Um, uh, what people don't know is it's called a Yahoo boy. And so um, they teach men how to scam. Like it's like a whole like it's like steps. Like once you graduate from college, you know, you, you would go to like that little vocational training school where they have they have uh, schooling to teach men how to be better scammers. How to be Yahoo. Wow. If a woman is 60 and she marries a man who's 30, um, what do you think? Let's just be honest. You know, what do he want with her? Wait, Can what? Because some of these men are fun. <laughs> some of them are fun. That don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. I mean, there are there are beautiful, they are beautiful American women. There are beautiful, you know, Nigerian men. But that that don't mean they ain't trying to get a K one visa. It's not even green card. They're trying to get a K one visa. You know, so there is a game to that. Just like women who date older men because they want their money. It's the same shit happened over there. I'm I'm not saying that every couple, that's the story, but it's more of them that are the story than it's not. You know, no, that's why I said it because that's why I said it because some of the people in the comments and they'll go in and delete the comments and stuff, but I see it frequently enough that I see some of these negative comments, or I've seen one or two where they're um, like, and I'll see even African people like a lot of the comments are from Africans saying that they believe they're be like he don't really want no, you or because that's the norm. Yeah, that's but that's the, the, the norm. That's a game. Like the women are doing the, the interesting. Same thing Go ahead. I'm sorry. The interesting thing. I'm sorry. I'm so excited. No. So really quickly, I'll say this and then I'll let you finish. The interesting thing is that the men appear to be younger, virile, very attractive. And the women are maybe older. older um, yeah. You tell you tell me. You tell me would a young man want to be with an older fat american woman because he loves her or is he with her because it's a benefit because in, in their culture they want children me my husband is older than me right and um we ain't america ain't came up yet i i got my citizenship before he got his before he got his shit right and um my husband like you gotta know how to pick him like my husband he works for the government so he had a stable job you know, there are certain things that you have to make sure that they have. And, you know, um, in the same token, you got to realize, too, 
that you have to really it got to make sense you know what i'm saying so a lot of these men um they will get with these women because there is a benefit to it but a lot of these women just want a man so it's not yeah. like they using the women to a certain extent the women are using the men too because they just want a husband they want to show their nigerian husband i got this fine man you ain't got no man so mm. <laughs> you can't really say that these men are using these women and these women ain't using these men as well you know so it's Both are like a, yeah it's mm. like a thing and they know what it is trust me they might not come out and say it but they know what it is they know what it is and wow realistically you know it's so um, it's so many women that will probably never find a husband in the States because they will be considered unmarriable or undesirable. And now they got somebody from a different country that they can marry. And regardless of what anybody say, now they have their husband and they're okay with it. And chicks been taking care of niggas. They do it in the States, you know? I know several chicks in Detroit taking care of a nigga. I know several chicks in Atlanta that's taking care of a nigga. So what's several. the difference between a chick marrying a dude in Nigeria that want to take care of her? Now, when you see the, the Nigerian women talking shit, that's because they jealous. Because and the thing is, the men out. seem to be good to them. Like, like, like they'll show videos. The mm -hmm. men are catering to them. They're good. Now, I mean, maybe it'll last five years. Maybe it'll last, but the men, like during the time, they're opening the door. They're chivalrous to them. They're cooking for them. So the men ain't just like they ain't dog in the mouth. They're they're sweet to them. I'm sure you know they're getting good loving. I mean, maybe you know. So yeah, yeah. You know, so at the end of the it. day. You just have to, I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Me, I don't want a young ass man, you know. Um, I'm not trying to bring nobody in their family over to the United States, you know. Um, it's not my story, but for me living in Nigeria, I know that it is a story, you know. Yeah. And I women need to be careful. I know that these men do have scripts. I've seen the scripts, you know, and, and shit that they tell these women. Um, well, girl, tell us a little bit about these scripts, because when you said the school, I think I'm just mind blown by that. Like, you hear of a Nigerian scammer, but goddamn, I know they have scripts, like scripts that they would. I'm probably telling too much. <laughs> Look, Nigerians gonna be like, ah, you um, you mumu akata, I be. You tell our story, I be. But, no, um, it's educational purposes, honey. But yeah, no, they have scripts and and how they gonna game you. But it's the same way as how women have, you know, you know how to talk to a sugar daddy to get some money. You know what to say. So it's the same thing. You know, I think that I wish I wish it was school to show me how to game niggas when I graduated from high school. You know, I had to keep playing Lil Kim over and over again. Girl, you know? I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. For real. Wow. But they don't have like they don't have to like they can't they can't do Bitcoin. It's drug dealing is not a big thing there. So that that's like how we have drug dealers, they have scammers. Wow. It's so interesting because wow. you never really think about the cultures in that sense. Uh you know, even in they get they hood shit. 
That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Emerald Edge. He says, understand, sometimes you are under contract to make 40 songs and you get paid $2 million. Any one of your songs may generate way well more than $2 million that you receive through the contract. Um, I think he was referring to our earlier conversation about the industry. Um, thank you so much, Emerald Edge. And I think that's a woman. I'm not sure because y'all be having names that I just uh shout out to mac bones hey mac bones he says beauty is universal and global um thank you so much for that and shout out to mac bones again he says feminine women are attracted to masculine men masculine men are attracted to and protect provide and provide for feminine women um thank you so much for that mac bones okay hey saida um, so what is going on in Dubai as far as abortion? Um, abortion has been like a huge, uh, topic over um, here. I can't even tell you because Dubai, um, is a family oriented country. Yeah. Like I can't tell you they have IVF centers. Um, they, they do give, uh, free IVF fertility services to natives. Seriously? Mm -hmm. So this is like a, a, a wow. country that um, promotes family life. So, you know, I'm pretty sure there is abortion everywhere, but I'm 43 and I'm married. So if I'm fucking, the last thing I'm thinking about is an abortion. <laughs> you know, we actually had a conversation after, um, prior to our interview, the last time you were here, we had an interview um, with a lady um, by the name of Mahogany Roots. And we talked about uh, her process with IVF. And it was really, really interesting, like the things that she's going to. Do you know if you would have to be a, uh, do you have to be a naturally born um, citizen over there to receive those type of services? Mm -hmm. You just gotta have money. Money talk, bullshit, walk. Okay. There's actually an African doctor, with Nigerian doctor that is called Dr. Baby. And he was, I don't know if y'all seen the lady. She was like 60 or something that just had twins. Um, all you got to do is just give him some money. And it's not even that expensive over here to, to do IVF. I think it's like 5000 something like that, three to 5000 So all you got to do is have the money. And in Nigeria, it's like $2 million, which is maybe like $3,000 um, wow. to get it. So it's really inexpensive over here. Like, So if you really look into you know, have IVF or if you have fertility issues for anybody that's watching, I would suggest looking to some other countries. Interesting. Really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I, I yeah. agree. We did talk about that too. As as a potential option, just looking outside of the U.S. because it is so expensive in the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. She was listening, so hopefully she is still tuning in and she caught that. Um, I have another question for you too. Um, okay. so in one of the videos I was watching of one of the women who is married to a Nigerian man, she was kind of talking about like, since the pandemic, how everything has been kind of crazy. And she was also talking about like, um, the government infrastructure and how it's completely different than the U S government infrastructure or what, you know, we're used to here in the U S and you know, how they don't get the same type of support. You know, they don't have the supportive government infrastructure like we have here in the U S you know, like they don't have, um, 
you know, trash pickup. They don't have like some of the basic things. Like she was even saying how like it was difficult for her to have like electricity, like the government will take your electricity and things like that. So I wanted to know if you could talk about like some of the differences between the government infrastructure in Nigeria, because um, it seemed to be really insane. Like when she was talking about that and it was it was concerning. Well, my get my my gate man in Nigeria um, burnt the trash. Um, it was no trash pickup. Um, the the, the go okay. So I'm not going to speak on Bahari as much as I would maybe a year ago because the elections get ready to come up. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I do know that you know Nigeria is totally different when it comes to the government structures. Um, there is no such thing as 24 hour lights like, you know, we have in the United States or even in Dubai. Um, you know, you do have to have a generator and have fuel. So, you know, when you, when you think about Nigeria, you have to think about, even though the country has a bunch because it's money in Nigeria, don't get it twisted, yeah. it's billionaires and you can imagine that are in Nigeria, but you know, the resources haven't been spread out to, where the country, I feel like the country can be ran better, um, but in the same token, it's like, where do you begin? From the roads to the lights to the garbage. And, you know, what you expect, you how, how, how would you expect for American life to, like, you can't expect for Nigeria to be ran like America. You just can't. You can't expect for Colombia to be ran like Mexico. You can't expect for Dubai to be ran like Pakistan, you know? So at the end of the day, each country has their own way of doing things. Is it right? It may be right. It may be wrong. But in America, we got a lot of fucked up shit, too. We might be able to have 24-hour lights. Oh, yeah. We might be able to have trash yeah. pickup. But inflation is, is killing niggas' pockets. Groceries is killing niggas' pockets. Police, Absolutely. you know, the police system is an unjust system. You know, so Absolutely. every country has its flaws and has its issues. I would say out of all the countries, Dubai is one of the best because it's ran by a family, um, you know, and I feel as though, you know, they do have their rules, like no smoking and, you know, like mm -hmm. they, they really are big on no drug use. But when you think drug use, you think crime. When you think crime, you think jail. So, you know, every country has what works for them. It could be better, but who are we to judge? You know, let me right, and I just want to let me highlight this really quickly, Danny. Uh, I just want to say, like, no, my me wanting you to highlight was not in saying that it's worse or better, like highlighting mm -hmm. the differences. No, no, I, I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not saying we we know the U.S. is hell in a handbasket, and they like to <laughs> highlight it as it being you know the best place to live in the world. We already, we live here, born and raised, born and bred. We know that, that this ain't that. So I just want to highlight the differences, not saying it's di different, but worse. Like, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like we didn't, mm -hmm. some of us have been camping or lived in, in, in places where like, you, you know, you have to be resourceful. You have these other ways or alternative methods of having to do things as a result of this or that. And, you know, in some ways, like we've been spoiled as it relates to the government providing things for us but yeah we know that different doesn't mean better so yes thank you for mm -hmm. saying that um what i wanted to ask too was about the violence against women so when i went to dubai and this is like early 2000s or whatever 
it was like I was standing and they had like a Walmart type of store at the mall and the mall was so freaking huge. They had like all of I like I was so surprised at like everything. But I was standing in line and a man just cut in front of me. And I looked, but I was like, I ain't about to say shit because y'all ain't about to have me in jail uh, for getting mad at this man and going off. But it was um, interesting to me because he just cut in front of me. And but it was like men who was just cut in front of you. And the women, it's usually like women that was serving us as cashiers or whatever. But the women is just kind of look like, like, bitch, you better not say nothing. I'd be like, well, child. But um, they, in comparison into, to, into the United States about like the violence against women, I've heard like that's been like a way of life. Like they can just whoop their women at will and there's not any consequences for that. How true is that, or what? What's the story on that? Um, I think it. I think that might be an Arabic thing. Um, maybe I haven't dealt with any injustice. To be honest, like I go to the ATM and the men will let me go in front of them. You know. Okay. Um, you know the men now. The men don't necessarily like the young guys. They won't necessarily hold the door. You know. Um. But at the same token, it's not as restrictive for women. Because I wouldn't be here. Y'all see, I got tattoos. I talk shit. I have my titties out. Could I be somewhere that's restricted? No. You know? Um, So I do think that, you know, Dubai has maybe changed since then as well. You know, Dubai is, let's say, 80% expat. So it's people from all over the world. Not just from America or Africa. But from, you know, Turkey, from Russia, from, you know, UK. So it's so many different people. And, you know, like when I'm in a taxi, like I, I was in a taxi today and I asked him, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Pakistan. You know, mm. um, the people that I have a brand ambassador deal with, they're from Iran and but they live in the UK. You know, um, one of my people here, they're from Nigeria. So it's so many different people. Until, you know, maybe when you came, it was Dubai. Dubai hasn't developed in what Dubai is today. You know, Dubai is safe. Um, You can leave your phone at the mall and come back. And if somebody ain't chased you down to give you your phone, you can can go back and your phone will be sitting right there. You can leave a bag of money and ain't nobody going to take it. So, you know. It's it's actually, and I've never lived in a place that's like that because Nigeria is not like that. And damn show, not Detroit, Atlanta, Brooklyn, you know, Vegas, any other place that I lived in. So, you know, though it might have its restrictions, the safety and knowing that my property is safe is so much more valuable than, you know, not being able to smoke or, you know, not being able to eat, you know, at restaurants during Ramadan or, you know, and, and actually for me too, I told my husband, I like when we travel, um, you know, and so I love the fact that um, I'm able to, like, I tell my husband, I say, when we out the country, as an American, we, you know, we taught to be eagle. No, I want you to hold this passport. I want you to handle the business. I can step back. So yeah. I actually look forward to, you know, having a husband that, you know, the women in a country where the women let their husband handle the business, I enjoy that because I ain't trying to be toe to toe when we both be in the head. Honey, honey. No. Um, are they harsh like on criminals there if if there are crimes committed? Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, <laughs> did it scare I mean, you? Like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. This was related to what she was asking, but like, see, seeing everything that happened with like Brittany Griner, did that scare you? Like, regarding being out of the country, was it like because you know thinking like, oh my gosh, I might forget that I have something, or I might slip up and you know not realize that you know I'm making an infraction and something may happen to me where I might get locked up abroad and be out of luck. Well, you got to realize. Uh, Brittany is in Russia and Russia is at war with Ukraine and Ukraine decided with the United States. So, you know, she's a lesbian in Russia, Ooh, child. American lesbian in Russia. Right. And the, and the, the lesbianism has nothing to do with it, but she's an American in Russia. Russia don't fuck with America. So am I gonna go to Russia and forget I got weed and America is at war with Ukraine? Hell no. Girl, I, I was <laughs> like, sis, not not on the plane. That's the type of shit that you do when you get there, but you don't never, ever, ever, ever travel with nothing illegal. Like I was I mean, like, I just I, I just think it was like I said, like I say again, it's it's Russia. We gotta go. We gotta go further than the fact that she got weed. It's the fact that Russia, if they can make an example out of an American, what they gonna do? Make like example. to be honest. Um, I have a friend in Russia, and so my friend was telling me, like, yo, if you come out here, like, you you, you know, I'm like Americans ain't they ain't fuck with in Russia right now, you know. Hmm. Because Russia is at, at war with Ukraine, and Ukraine is, you know, with America. So that has really, if, if had they not been at war, we probably wouldn't have never heard nothing. She might have got a fine. But because they're at war, it was blew up. And she a public figure at war. There you go. So. Wow. Wow. Um, have you ever heard, I, I know you're familiar with like check-in culture and stuff like that, right? Like out of uh, California or whatever. What's, no, I haven't heard of it. Check-in is like um, what they expect like rappers to do. Um, if they come from, let's say if you're going, if you're from New York and you're going to California or something like that, they'll have oh, like. Oh, okay. Like a uh, no-fly zone? like with Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm kind of curious as to what the celebrity is like over in Dubai in, in Nigeria. Um, what's that like? I, I'm, and I'm, I'm tying in in a second, but. I mean, if you, you got to understand, unless you Beyonce or Kevin Hart, they not Kevin Hart. Child. No, I'm, I'm just saying though, like Kevin Hart, because Kevin Hart is actually doing some promo here. For a lot oh. of the major tourist attractions in Dubai. So um, you know, realistically, if you if you're not a major artist, like a major, major, major artist, it's so many billionaires, millionaires here, they not checking for you in Dubai, you know. Gotcha. Um, you just consider the tourists. Now you don't even because you don't need security, you know, it's people here that have billions of dollars, like it's real billionaires here. 
you know. So this is not one of them places where like if somebody come and be like, oh my God, such and such here. You know, some people might recognize them from other countries and might want to take a picture, but it's not like they get like that for real pandemonium shit. In Nigeria, it's a little bit different um, because it ain't even about you being a celebrity. It's about you having money and they you're going to get robbed. So you got to have or potentially get robbed. So you got to have security. But the people in Nigeria who have money amongst themselves, they, they have um, armed security. So they don't get robbed. So, you know, that's just a normal thing for people in Nigeria. Like if, Like when I go back to Nigeria, I'm probably going to need, like, if I'm not staying in a highly populated, wealthy area, I'm going to have to have a security because I'm on social media. I'm not broke, you know, so they're going to expect for me to, you know, do wow. something. When I oh. first went there, I wasn't as known as I, I'm known now. Now when I go to Nigeria, like, people know me, you know, so I have to be more conscious. and. People here now, they know me when they see me out. But um, it's not like, oh, my God, the vegan foodie. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, you the girl from OK. Yeah. Nice. You know, so um, it's just, you know. And then think Do about they it have a, a sort of culture like that in Nigeria outside of like a person being like an American? Is there a such thing as like a no fly zone type of deal? Or um, if people come from other African countries and come to Nigeria, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it a thing like no. we have it here? No, I think that's maybe, that might be some American. I don't know. I can't really say for sure, for sure. But I haven't heard, like, I haven't even heard that even being a thing since I've left America. Okay. And they don't have, like, you know how we have rappers against rappers and shit like that. And, you know, I think everybody conflicts, don't get me wrong. But I, I think, I don't know if that's just exclusive to the United States. Um, that happens in Africa. I think I okay. think at one point, Burner Boy was talking shit about uh, DeVito because because uh, David was David O. Um, he comes from money and Burner Boy didn't. They was like, you know, like, you ain't come up like me and Wiz from the, from the gutter. So, hmm. you know. I think I think that is a thing. And I think it was some other artist um, beefing with another Nigerian artist, you know. But I think that's just like, I think that's just a thing amongst, you know. Is most of the music over there just Afrobeats or is it a mix of like R&B, hip hop and Afrobeats like in Nigeria? Or is it mainly just Afrobeats and, you know, other um, African music? Um, no, they play a lot of Afro beats, and when they do, they might play like some Ja Rule. And I'll be like, What is oh, this? Some older <laughs> everybody <laughs> be living it up. Oh, they ain't yeah. listening to lean like, back. like lean back. <laughs> like if y'all play some if y'all play some little baby, you know. Okay. I mean they play a little, little baby and you know what I'm saying, stuff now in some clubs, but Mm -hmm. We we be some. I remember me and my husband was somewhere, and I'm like, these niggas is not. I I made a video like these. I think it was like, I think it was like Jaru, like everybody that be living it up. And I'm like, <laughs> if I was in the Funny. states, I would have left. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like the music all corny and stuff. But, it but, but like everywhere I went, they would play like the stuff that you're gonna hear on Hot 97 or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Right. But Ja Rule probably can still go over there and tour or something. He might be able to Listen, go over there and make probably a little make money. millions, honey. Ain't nobody trying to see Ja Rule. <laughs> Who? 
Oh Daru my god. I've trying to see Daru before. <laughs> Maybe I'm always there when you call. <laughs> oh, oh, my mm. shit. If you don't Girl, get this old moment in the club out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That would be funny. Well, lady, I don't have any more questions for you. I'm glad you got a chance to really, we got a chance to really get into the interview and stuff. I was like, damn, she gone. For sure. I am too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back for round two. I feel like this was so much more in depth and we really got to get into the nitty gritty of things. I'm I'm so glad about round two. So thank you for obliging us and coming back and so soon and and being able to kind of get off into things. Well, y'all welcome. I enjoyed myself. Look, I cut off my beans and rice and plantains for (laughs) y'all. So y'all know I fucked with y'all. I'll let that come in my food. Oh, we definitely appreciate it. We are so thankful for you coming back. Um, uh, thank you. We definitely appreciate it. Um, and you. You know, tell the people once again where they can find you. I think every on every platform is it um, the vegan foodie the vegan on every foodie single platform, right? On everything: Instagram, TikTok, okay. Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, website. Everything is the vegan foodie. And let me ask you this. What else do you have coming up? Like, you know, honey, you out there making deals, brand ambassador, baby. What you got coming up, girl? Um, Okay, so I I did uh, just sign my first brand ambassador deal with Awesome Vegan in uh, Dubai. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I have a tasting tomorrow because um, I am about to unveil a vegan hot dog uh, inspired by my favorite hot dog in California, wrapped in bacon. So I'm going to have like a the vegan foodie choice of the month um, at that restaurant. Um, what else I got going on? I'm actually getting more into real estate in Dubai. Cool. Um, so I'm looking to sell like my first house coming up soon. Yeah. Um, um, what else I got going on? I, I don't have any classes going on right now, but I do need to do some more like shadow work classes and stuff like that. Don't you I have a group? Girl, uh, tell, let us know so we can get concrete. Some- <laughs> you have a group though, or something, right? That, that yeah, uh, are people who are. Tribe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do have an expat tribe, and daily I give them job leads, visa advice, apartment search for anywhere in the world. And I have a Vixen tribe as well, which is a group of high vibration. Right now, we have like 70 women, um, high vibrational women that are looking to just be in a community because I feel like us as women. We always say a bunch of women can't get together. It's going to be catty. Well, I have right. 70 women that pour into each other, high vibrational. We actually, I actually pushed our call back so I could talk to y'all, but we do a call every week where I check on them. Um, I get, I send them motivational videos. Um, I send them recipes daily. And it's just a community of a safe space where women can come together and pour into each other or get, you know, poured on with an abundance of love. And I really love that community because um, when I was, you know, going through my transition from going into vegan and going into my high vibrational self, I really didn't have a, a, a big support team. And so I created a, 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 um, a tribe of women that, you know, it's a support team. So whatever you're going through is always somebody that's going to give you sound, unbiased advice where you can let your hair down and you don't have to, cause you know, sometimes you go through issues 
and you want to discuss it with other people, but you don't want somebody to be talking about you or feeling jealous or, you know, having some yeah. type of issue. And so the tribe is just that there's no egos, there's no jealousy, there's no issues. And if it is an issue, I'm kicking your ass the fuck out. That's where we at. So I have the Vixen tribe. Um, and I'm pretty happy about that. And um, of course, I got my expat book. Um, the expat life chose me, which is on Amazon. I actually went to number one. So I'm super yes, excited. Congratulations. About, um, thank you. Thank you. So I got so much shit going on, you know, but um, I'm just, listen, I'm, I'm prepping for 2023 because I'm, my, my next, my next goal is to be the vegan giant in Dubai. So you're going to do that next. shit. Absolutely. Yes. You already know the power of manifestation right. and you already know. Yes. So absolutely. We are wishing you the best of luck. We're, we're watching, as you can see, see that you're doing big things. Dope, 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 dope. And I'm definitely um, keeping going to be keeping up with what you got going on and what you're doing. We'll definitely be trying to have you on in the future to get us caught up to speed with what's going on with you. And next time, maybe we'll do like panel style and have some other women with passports who have some big things going on to join us and yeah get get caught up to speed with what else you got going on so thank you again sis definitely thank appreciate you. you it was our pleasure to host you absolutely thank you thank you for having me ladies and i'm so glad that we got a chance to do part two and i blocked my time off for y'all so i i wasn't even really thank pressed you. for time we really appreciate, appreciate you boo Thank you. All right, y'all have a wonderful Sunday. Thank, Thank you. you. You too, lady. Right, have a good one. I'll talk to y'all later. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. That was good. Definitely. Good Definitely. Stuff concrete. Absolutely. Yes. Um. So, what were your thoughts? First of all, we did open panel. Only person came up here was Eugene. Even though you see what they do. This is what they do every time. So last week we had our wonderful guests on and we had people in the chat talking smack about when we have guests on, how they run and had um, when it's time to ask uh, questions. And, you know, she had a prior engagement, so she couldn't stay long. I think we got an hour in with her. And then we opened it up for a bit and some gentlemen came on. And of course, she wasn't here because she had a prior engagement. So this week we have her back. We have her back for open panel. And where they at though? Where they at? Danny, where they at? Child, we'll talk about Nowhere to be found. Child, nowhere to be found. <laughs> I'm not about to play with these people. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, it was a dope conversation. Me and my good sis held it down. We had plenty of questions, kept the conversation flowing, was able to dig a little deeper with the vegan foodie and find out more information about her experience living abroad, her experience living in both Africa and Dubai, um, got to break down some of the stereotypes and um, it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. It, was, it was a really good interview. It was dope. It was really dope. I hate um, B. This Steve, like why? You know, this ass is scared to say something. This show, child. What B? B? Why you ain't come up here? B? Why you ain't come? B don't do nothing. B don't do nothing but keep. He shit keep mess in the chat. Mess in the chat yeah. all the time. I was about to say something super wild. I'm glad I didn't, cause it would have. Listen, I'm glad I didn't. I caught myself. Don't do it, girl. 
Mm-mm. I'm not going to give them the satisfaction. Um, but yeah, this was a very good, interesting interview. Um, yeah, uh, it was dope. Y'all, we got some stuff coming up. Y'all better stay tuned. That freaking part. So we were supposed to kick off Men's Month, and we ended up doing um, switching the interviews around um, so we can get the vegan foodie in this week. Um, So we did kick off Men's Month with um, DJ. If you guys Mm -hmm. hadn't seen the video, the interview with DJ, that was something to behold. Go and check it out. Um, We got some stuff coming, y'all. some familiar maybe a couple familiar faces maybe some faces that you aren't familiar with um it's definitely going to be a yes absolutely y'all stay tuned baby we're about to have some fire much needed conversations in the space y'all know how we like to mix it up y'all know how we like to diversify things have topics and discussions that aren't necessarily being had um we like to have people on that aren't familiar with the space we like to you know we we like to um do things a bit different over here so we will be doing more of that as the month continues so stay tuned y'all don't want to miss any of these upcoming shows because we got some fire stuff coming so Mm, y'all know how we do um well y'all have a great rest of the day anyways (laughs) we'll get up out of here back on wednesday we're out peace